Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome back. Welcome into the Believe in Lions podcast. That's B-L-E-A-V right here on the Believe Network. This is the NFC North winning Detroit Lions that we'll be talking about. Hope you enjoyed your holidays. Hope you enjoyed Christmas Eve, the Lions clinching the division, getting 11 wins for the first time since 2014. And of course, I am joined by a man who helped win those 11 games back in 2014, a man who knows something about winning in a Lions uniform, a man who knows something about interceptions. Lions had four of those to clinch the divisions. NFL, all pro safety, Glover Quinn. Yeah, yeah. What's up, man? Not too much. Had a great holiday. It kicked off beautifully with the Lions on Christmas Eve, then just got to enjoy all the family time. Truly couldn't have asked for a better holiday season. Yeah, uh, you know what? It was awesome. It it was, you know, the Lions winning on Saturday just kind of set, well, Sunday, just kind of set the tone for a great just a great time, you know. It's early on Sunday, you get the win, and it just great vibes the whole Christmas Eve, leading right on into Christmas Day, and it was just a beautiful thing, man. It's just to to see that, um, man, I was just happy for those guys, man. I know, I, I know that I know it meant a lot to them to to win, and you know that was a big game to win. Because if they don't win that game, that puts a lot of pressure on you to go to Dallas and get a win. And if you don't win that game, now you got a lot of pressure on you to win the last game of the season. So to go and get that win in Minnesota, punch your own ticket, that was huge. It all just worked out the way it was supposed to because the Rams won on Thursday night football. If the Rams had lost, Lions would have clinched. But no, they control their own destiny and you wouldn't want it any other way just to complete that story, to win the NFC North for the first time ever, to win the division for the first time since 93 and get to 11 wins first time since 2014. You were on that team, the number three defense in points allowed that year you guys were dominant offense was number 22 in points scored kind of a flip of the script this year where it's the offense that's dominating defense still solid but it's the offense that everyone talks about bet online is your number one source for your betting needs get the latest odds lines and matchup reports for baseball boxing golf and more Bet online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting in your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B L E A V. 
Bet online where the game starts. Oh yeah, the offense. You know, obviously they are, they are that. You know, Jameer Gibbs is that. Sam Laporta is that. Amon Ross St. Brown. Those guys are that, especially when they're clicking. Um, when they're clicking and that offensive line is healthy and blocking, they they are legitimate offensive uh, force. Um, and defensively, they complement them well at times. You know, they they you know they're lacking some things defensively, but they play hard. You know, if he has been in there playing well, yep. Um, you know, Kirby Joseph had a couple interceptions. You know, I, I thought he had some bad plays. You know, I know he caught two interceptions, but it was some things in that game that I didn't really like from Kirby Joseph. But he ended up catching two picks, so I mean, it's okay. You know, I think you know Cam. I just want him to have better ball awareness and ball skills. And, you know, that touchdown that he gave up to Jefferson right before the half, like that should be an interception. You know, yeah. you're playing you're playing the outside third. You see Jefferson break up to the corner. You're already outside. There's no need to go run to Jefferson. You're 30 yards down the field. So if the quarterback is going to throw the ball – is going to have to travel 30 to 40 yards in the air. Like, you got plenty of time. But you go run towards Jefferson. He bends it more. Now, instead of you being in a offensive position, you don't even have vision on the ball. Now you end up falling, and he catches a touchdown when that should have clearly been, you know, an interception for you. So there's some things defensively that, you know, I feel like they, they definitely got to work on. But they can make enough plays and get enough stops that if the offense is rolling, they could beat anybody. Absolutely, absolutely they can. Like you said, it was not all clean across the board. 11.4 yards per attempt, 18.7 yards per completion. So many big plays throughout the day on both sides, both by the Vikings offense and by the Lions defense. Those four interceptions, two by Kirby Joseph. What did you think about the immediately after the, the interception, the celebration, the arms open wide, and then to continue I mean, running? You know, that's that's just kind of what they're doing. Um, you know, I saw Quandre Diggs do it. Uh, a lot of times they do it you know, close to the sideline when they're probably yeah. going to go out of bounds anyway. Um, and, you know, in that situation, I think they're winning the game. Um, the Lions are winning the game already. So I don't know if you felt like that was a clincher or sealer, whatever. You know, I mean, I all I say is as, as, a, as a coach, as a player, you do what you got to do. But at the end of the day, we need the ball. So if you want to celebrate, celebrate. But if you fumble that ball and they get it back, you might as well just come over here and sit with me. Just come right on over here and sit with me because, you know, you celebrating now has put us in, um, you know, a bad situation. So I'm more of a, hey, I'm going to finish the play and I'm going to celebrate once the play is over with and the ball is securely ours. But 
you know, that's what he did. I don't have that much of a problem with it. It didn't hurt him. Um, so. It seemed like one of those things. I, I took it as he thought he was going out of bounds, realized, oh, I'm still in bounds. Let's go for this. It is what it is. Wasn't too worried about it. The defense, the opposing defense, or sorry, opposing offense, should be very worried about Ifetu Malafonu, though. Player of the game for the Lions. Player of the week for the NFC Five tackles, two sacks, two pass defended, two QB hits, and the game-ending interception. What an insane game from a player making his second start in a row. Basically, second start. He's made other starts, but this is the first time he's earned the starting role, not through injuries. Yeah, I mean, he's playing great. And, you know, like I said a couple weeks on the podcast or a week ago, whatever, like when I saw him, I thought he was a safety. When I learned that he was a corner, I'm like, bro, you're the biggest guy in the secondary. Like, how are you a corner? And he was really stuck on being a corner. And I don't know if maybe he switched his mindset because body's type, he looks like a safety. So if you can be a safety body type but have the skills of a corner, to have ball skills like a corner, but obviously you're big, you're fast, you, you you're physical, you can blitz. You can, I mean, you could tackle. I mean, you could be a great player. And so he's dealt with some injuries and, and you know, it seems like now he's healthy. He's earned a starting role um, and he's been making plays, you know, especially towards the end of the year since he's been starting. So, you know, you finish off the season strong, you go and have you a good off season and you come back next year as the bona fide starter. I mean, that's huge. You know, they're, now they're going to have him, you know, CJ and Kirby. I think CJ maybe only signed a one year deal, didn't he? Yeah, only signed a one year deal. Lions are definitely interested in bringing him back, but could could go either way. Right. So, yeah. So they have you know a good a good crop, a good group. Brian Branch, a good young like their safeties will be really good. So they'll definitely have to do some upgrades at the corner position. But I think Fetty has done a great job, and you know I like his size, I like his ball skills, I like I like how he's been playing, and it's really good for him. Yeah, and I'm really curious of how they're going to play this when CJGJ returns. He could return against the Cowboys this weekend. They could continue to ease him back in after the torn peck. But you have the NFC Player of the Week in Melifonwu. You have two interceptions from Kirby Joseph, though it was an inconsistent game. And then Brian Branch, he also has one interception, should have had two. And that leads to the touchdown. But still, two passes defended, a QB hit tackle for loss brian branch had a great game as well so it's just loaded across the board yeah i mean anytime you get that many turnovers you know most of the time they're coming from the secondary there's interceptions every now and then you get a a, a linebacker that gets one but most of the time it's coming from the secondary and for brian branch to have one should have had two kerber to have two and then if to have one that's four interceptions from your secondary so that's a huge huge day although like you said they gave up some big plays they gave up some stuff but i mean it's the game right you're playing against the best players in the world they're gonna make some plays they're gonna make some plays coaches get more upset when you don't force them to make plays when you give them plays that's what makes coaches upset the catch that Justin Jefferson went up and made in the fourth quarter, like, hey, man, you tip your cap to him and say, hey, that's a great play, right? But the first play of the game when you give up a 40-yard pass, 
because you take your eyes off your man Kirby or you don't rush through the tight end and you they dump it right over your head and he runs for 40 yards like they didn't earn that we gave that to him right so those are the things that like for me I say you got to clean up so even though you won you clinched and and everybody's feeling good I'm looking at the bigger picture we're not going to get away with that when we're playing against Philly we're playing against San Francisco. When you go to Dallas on Saturday, you're not going to get away with those things, right? So you got to be constructive when you win and you're feeling good because we're going to talk about how you made some plays, but we need to correct these plays, right? So things like that, that's what hurts you. And it's not a physical thing. It's literally putting your eyes on where they're supposed to be. That's what it is. And so um, I like a lot of the stuff that I saw. But as it gets down towards the end of the season, going into the playoffs, I'm going to be a little tougher, a little, little, little stricter because I need you to be playing cleaner going into the playoffs, right? And so and that's why during the game, when we get to the fourth quarter, you know, a lot of times people put stuff on Twitter because you just need receipts, right? You could be thinking about stuff and you never say it. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, this right here is a is a NFC North clinching, dominating drive right here, right? So I tweeted, let's see how the Lions handle this drive, right? And they didn't handle it well, right? They gave Minnesota a chance at the end, and it was from self-inflicted penalties, false start, delay a game, bad play calling, like all these little things that, like I say, if you're playing against a good team, could come back to hurt hurt you. Minnesota should have never got the ball again. We should have ran six minutes off the clock and took a knee. But we didn't, and now – it helps Ifeti because he gets a game-winning pick. But when you're looking at the big picture, you don't want to do that, right? You look at how you close the, the first half. You give up a drive and a touchdown to Justin Jefferson, and then you come right back after half and give up another one. You give up 14 points just like that. You let a team back in the game, and I tweeted that earlier too because – Brian Branch catches that interception at the first the first drive. You don't give up the touchdown before the half to the to the best player, and you don't give up the one after the half. You're beating those guys twenty to zero, right? It's a yeah. totally different ball game. They're scrambling now, searching for answers. Instead, they're beating you twenty to seventeen, and they're feeling good about themselves. So those are things that, for me. In spite of and and inside of or all whatever the the good feelings of winning the North and it feels great, but they got to clean those things up, and they'll be really, really good heading into the playoffs. And it's like you always say too; it's so much easier to watch the film and clean those things up coming off a win because you're already in a good mood, and so you just. 
you're not taking it as so much criticism as more advice and the energy's higher. And now coming off winning the NFC North, it's going to be a lot easier to pick apart those little things and get into it. Cause I guarantee this team is not satisfied with just winning the NFC North. Right. And they shouldn't be, they shouldn't be. I think they, they should be really focused on going to Dallas and getting a win because if, like you said before the show, I think if they went out, they got a, a direct path to the number two seed. And, you know, Brock Purdy with his stinger, you never know what happens in, in, in San Fran. You never know. All you can do is go out and win both your games and let the pieces fall where they may. But I think you want to be in the two spot as opposed to the three. Probably end up having to play the same team in the second round if you get out the first round because right now I think Seattle's in the seven. Yeah. So if you get the two, you're going to have to play Seattle. And we struggle against Seattle. We struggle against Seattle. If you get the three at this point, you're going to play Dallas. That's It's the playoffs. You're going to have to play a good team. Right now, it's Seattle or Dallas. I don't know how it's going to end up. Rams still in that conversation as well, too. So you can exercise those demons of losing to the Seahawks. You can bring Matt Stafford home and get a win there. And you really, really want to have that home field advantage. We'll see how the Lions respond to playing in Jerry World. But... We know outside hasn't been great for the Lions historically. So I really don't want to go to Philly. I'd prefer to not go to San Francisco too. So just playing inside and especially playing at home, it's just, it it's so important for the Detroit Lions. No question. And, you know, playing in Dallas, Dallas is tough at home. You know, they, they are, uh, you know, they are a tough team to beat in Dallas. They, are very susceptible on the road, but they are tough to beat in Dallas. So they're going to have to go and play a really, 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 really good game to come out of Jerry's world with a win. And you know what makes it even spicier or makes it potentially even favor the Cowboys even more, or at least we'll have the Cowboys feeling like it favors them even more, is Jimmy Johnson enters the Cowboys ring of honor On Saturday, this is going to be his induction game. And the commentary team is Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. So Dallas Cowboys fans, Dallas Cowboys teams, they're going to be treating this like a homecoming, like a celebration, like they've already won, which could end up being their downfall. I hope, but you just better believe it's going to be live up in there. I sure wish I was going, boy. Golly, that's going to be – that's going to be – it's going to be a nice nice environment. Saturday night. The Lions play well on Saturday night. Now, they play well in nighttime primetime games. That's why I'm hoping that they get the Monday night game of the uh of the uh first round of the playoffs or maybe the they had a Sunday night game too, didn't they? They did last year. I think they had I think they had three night games because yeah. of the ex- extra game in the playoffs. I think they had two games on Saturday. Yeah. And then they had three games on Sunday, but it was a Sunday night game and then one game Monday night for for six games. Yeah, and I believe that's how they're hoping to do it this year as well. It's, that's a wild card weekend, right? 
And we know that networks want the Lions in prime time. They do. They do. They do. So maybe they can get the Monday night game. That's my birthday, too. I might have to make an appearance in Detroit Monday night. Ah. Be on the lookout for GQ if you're attending that playoff game. Or if you're not attending the playoff game, but you're just out and about tailgating, be on the lookout. See if you can get a special sneak peek of the NFL interception leader. And it's going to be a fun game against the Dallas Cowboys, too, coming up. Dak Prescott has been in and out of the MVP conversation. C.D. Lamb is closing in on records. He needs nine receptions to pass Michael Irvin for the most receptions by a Cowboy in a single season. He needs 298 yards. That one's a little bit harder, but nine receptions could be a record-setting season for C.D. Lamb. Dak Prescott, is he the MVP? I don't know. Well, not now. I mean, Lamar Jackson clearly showed he's the MVP, you know, Christmas night where he played against San Francisco. So um, they're going to easily take that into consideration. And, you know, unless he do something, you know, unless he go to Miami this weekend and completely gets blown away by Tua, Lamar Jackson is going to be the MVP. Um, but Dak's been having a heck of a season. Um, CD Lamb is kind of cool, his whole situation, because he actually went to high school right here where my kids go to school at. Uh, he went to Foster High School, which is right down the street. His son, I mean, not his son, his brother, I think his younger brother, um, or nephew or one of them, play on the same football team as, um, as my son. You know, so that one is, you know, I don't know him personally, never met him, um, but he's from the area. He went to the high school right here, so you still want to support the home team. I mean, get nine catches, that's a great achievement. We can't give up the 260-something yards because you, you can get nine catches for 65 yards, you know what I'm saying, with his game style because he catches a lot of screen passes. He catches a lot of slants and little things like that. It's the run after catch that we can't allow him to 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 get going with. You know what I'm saying? So I won't have a problem with him having nine catches against us if they're making tackles on those screen passes, those slants, those quick routes. They're making those tackles and not letting him have his run after the catch ability show up because if we let that happen, he might not get the whole 265 or whatever he needs. But he'll definitely get a, a 150 because he's dynamic with the ball in his hand. Yeah, it's it's going to be a battle against the Dallas Cowboys. It's an explosive offense, one of the highest scoring offenses in the NFL. It's a great defense. It's a defense that can beat you up. But it's a defense that can also allow big plays. Tyreek Hill had 99 yards. Jalen Waddle he got hurt. But before he got hurt, he had a big 50-yard reception. So, I could see them going to Jamison, who had a career high five receptions. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just excited, man. I'm just excited. Yeah. I mean, it's a heavyweight bout, and and it's you know the NFL. You know, to to have these teams perform historically like they're supposed to, and. I guess the way the NFL expects them to, because some of these matchups that we're getting late in the season is incredible, you know, to get 
the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers on Christmas night. Like that's a huge, huge game. And then to come back, you know, I guess it'll be New Year's Eve night, right? Sunday night. Yep. Are they playing Saturday? Is everybody playing Saturday? Cowboys and Lions play Saturday. They're an island game. Everyone else plays New Year's Eve. Right. So get New Year's Eve. It's going to be a lot of football on. And to get Baltimore and Miami, that's going to be a big, big, big game because you know if 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 baltimore goes and beats miami and i know we're not talking about that over here the the bills you know they're playing the jets or somebody i think on this week if the bills win that game and the miami lose that game the bills and miami sets up for a showdown in week 8 17 for the division and that'll so be the, just, that'll be the primetime game too if right. So it's just it's just crazy how these games are coming down and for the Lions to be in a situation where they get a heavyweight bout against the Dallas Cowboys on Saturday night in primetime. You got to love it. And they've showed up every night game in primetime, and I expect them to show up again. I absolutely expect them to show up again. I expect them to show out again. Do you have any predictions at this point for Lions versus Cowboys? Final score, anything like that? Anything on your mind yet? You know, this is this right here. I, I actually was just thinking about that because parts of me want to be uh, realistic, and parts of me wants to be uh, who I really am. And when I say that, I mean, if I was a betting man, and I don't, I don't bet on games. I would say it's going to be very difficult for the Lions to go to Dallas and get a win. Dallas plays real; they're a totally different team in Dallas. It's going to be a big night in Dallas. That's going to be a tough environment. So if I had to bet, I probably would pick the Cowboys. But I'm a Detroit Lion, and I freaking believe that they can go and get the job done. So I'm going to pick the Lions to win. I think it's going to be a good game. I think the Lions' defense will show up. I think the Cowboys' defense will show up. I think the offenses will show up as well. And I think it would be a great played football game with a 31-28 win for the Detroit Lions. 38 to 20. 31-28. 31-28. Jeez, Louise, I had that confused for a second. 31 to 28 for the Detroit Lions. What a victory that would be and it sets the stage to face the Minnesota Vikings for a game that could still matter to the Vikings in week 18 for them to make the playoffs, but will definitely matter to the Detroit Lions because if the Lions beat the Cowboys, beat the Vikings, at worst, they're going to be the two seed hosting at least two games in the playoffs should they win their first. It's a great time to be a Lions fan, my friend. Oh, yeah. Great time. Exciting time. Any final thoughts on the Detroit Lions, the the new Detroit Lions, the the old Detroit Lions, NFL in general? 
Well, you know what? I just want to say congrats to the to the organization. You know, um, congrats to the team, um, Coach Campbell, um, all those guys working hard to to bring that NFC North title to Detroit. I want I want to say, you know, to the fans, you guys have been some of the best fans in the NFL throughout the years, constantly going in and 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 supporting the team cheering dealing with the disappointment dealing with the heartache dealing with all that and you know to finally get that feeling to be the king of the north that's that's a great feeling i'm glad that these guys get to feel that experience that um so congrats to them congrats to everybody that's involved and um the job's not done the job's not done. You, you, you've, 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 in in your step of goals that that we always set. This right here is step one. You want to win your division. You've done that. You've done that. Now you got to move on to step two. And so, congrats, to you guys. Continue to put in the work. Fans continue to support. I know you'll be live in Dallas this weekend. Go Detroit Lions, man. Congratulations to the city and the organization. I'm just so happy that the Lions, NFC North champions, like you said, that's step one, and it's a great step. Step two, win a playoff game. Step three, win another playoff game, become NFC champions. And step four, win a Super Bowl. We are on our journey with the Detroit Lions, and we cannot wait to see how it all turns out. One step down, a lot more to go. But until then, we will see you next time. Peace. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.